What is good, everybody? It's the Rundown Pod, and today we got some very special guests here with us. We've been waiting a couple weeks for them. Uh, they are very busy, and so why don't you guys introduce yourself? I'm Louis Gomez, uh, executive producer, um, and I do a lot of other stuff that revolves around film. Um, been doing it for a while. This is uh, probably the biggest uh, one yet. Sweet. So. Hi, my name is Jody Thomas, and I am a producer-actor. Awesome. And my name is Lucas Banzer, and I am the creator, writer, and director of The Professor. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Based <laughs> off of that, you guys can kind of tell that this is a uh, film like production team, and they uh, uh, are putting together some pretty awesome film called The Professor, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, but to start it off, let's, Isaiah, do your thing. Let's go. So, Louis, yes. what is your favorite movie? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I would say The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. <laughs> and it's a Western. Jody. I love Westerns. Uh, right now, my favorite movie is Pearl. Well, what did you say, Pearl? Pearl. Okay. The horror movie. I'm a horror oh, movie Oh, okay, fan. okay. Big okay. horror movie fan. I'll have to check <laughs> it out. I'll have to check it out. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard of it. It. How could you not have heard of it? It's groundbreaking. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And Mia Goth is like my talent crush. I love her. Nice. Yeah. And Lucas? Uh, this is an extremely easy question for me. I've had the same movie for 20 years. My favorite movie is The Big Lebowski. Now everybody knows that <laughs> Do you and mind then, if I say something real quick? Kind yeah, of give a little go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anybody else out there who is a dudist and is a massive fan of the Big Lebowski will be interested in this. Is that these people would know they based the lead character that Jeff Bridges portrayed off of a man named Jeff Dowd. And Jeff Dowd just signed on last week to come on board and be in the movie the professor wow oh, wow that's awesome that's crazy yeah you definitely have a bunch of heavy hitters uh in the professor i will say oh that's for sure <laughs> so what is your guys's uh, favorite fast food restaurant oh that's a tough one um right now i think it's i think it's chick-fil-a and i just recently discovered it but it's it's fire <laughs> Just you recently, recently discovered it. Where have you been? I don't know, man. I don't really eat um, fast food. And somebody's like, just try it, just try it, just try it. Took my first bite. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. What the hell have we been doing? <laughs> uh, I don't really eat fast food, but uh, <clears throat> I, I'm going to say, and I don't want to insult Dave's hot chicken because I don't think it's fast food, but I would say like for like fried food that comes fast dave's hot chicken Ooh, is the that's shit. so good that yes. place is so good it's so w good. what level of spice do you get depends on if i'm having allergies that day. <laughs> <laughs> probably medium to hot and then if it's allergies like i go up there man oh man <laughs> yeah medium mediums where i like it i'm, I'm not yeah. too crazy on spice for sure for sure <laughs> lugas for me, I would probably have to say Wendy's. Wendy's. That's a good one. <laughs> yep, that's Classic. a good one. <laughs> and then uh, what superpower uh, would you want to have? Oh, um, probably power of flight. Because <laughs> I'm always so busy with all the <laughs> stuff that I do. I can get everywhere in an instant. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be sick. I came up with the perfect answer to this long time ago, and then I forgot it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go with telekinesis. Um, oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move some stuff around with my mind. Yeah, I feel yeah, like that that's, pretty cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good well, we one. Got, we got uh, Lucas's. It's the same yeah. Thing. I mean, because to be honest, I would say if you have telekinesis, you don't really need super strength because you can just use your mind to move. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And then uh, who's your favorite artist? 
Favorite artist? Oh man, Jack Nicholson by far. Are we doing Anything. music or art, like just music. in general? Music, okay. Music, yeah. Oh, music? Yeah. yeah. My my favorite performer, my my favorite band is Slayer. Mm. Okay. I'm a huge <laughs> Slayer fan. I got Slayer tattoos and I got I probably got 150 Slayer shirts and I've seen them <laughs> like 26 times live. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. I followed them for three months once. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh, I'm a Jack White and Regina Spector kind of girl. So, okay. Yeah. I love Jack White. He's yeah. awesome. He is. Lucas? Well, I would say for me, like growing up, it was Nirvana. But like overall for like, throughout my life, I would probably have to say like a classic band like The Doors. Okay. Oh, love The Doors. Nice. Okay. And then what is your guys' favorite TV show? Oh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) That's my my favorite comedy TV show. (laughs) That is, I can watch it over and over and over again. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. (laughs) Same. I'm just going to go with that because I got to, I love those guys. I got to support them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the best. Yeah. <clears throat> I would actually say also. I would like to say, say it's always sunny. It's always sunny. But yes. um, with that as well, this just throw out there another little story. Um, last October, I went to Florida. It was a family trip. We went to like Disney World and all those places there and stuff like that. And we were leaving and coming back to Los Angeles. And as I was getting onto the plane, I, I, I'm a huge fan of hats. I love hats. And there was a guy and his head was like leaned down. So you couldn't see his face or anything, but his, I liked his hat. And so I go, hey, dude, really love your hat, man. And he looked up and it was Charlie from the color study in Philadelphia, just randomly on the plane. That's so nice. I actually That's so got cool. That. Yeah, I got to geek out for a minute and be like, no way. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. That's awesome. Lucas has got the randomest luck ever of running into people like this in out of nowhere. It's, it's always true. happening to him. It is always happening to him. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, you told me you, you had like a drink with Johnny Depp. Who, me? No, it was um, Kiefer Sutherland. No, no. It, Louis, <laughs> Louis, you told me you had a drink with... Well, no, that was that was in 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 a bar, and he was like away to the side. But it was a whole like like big band thing. So, yeah, but that was that was kind of cool to be in there in the room with him. Yeah. Jeez. And then, uh, what is your favorite sport? NASCAR. NASCAR. Wow. <laughs> Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Can I say wrestling? Okay. Yeah. I'm going with wrestling. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> like like the the WWE wrestling type? Like, I was like WCW, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have to say um, boxing Ooh. would be my favorite sport. Okay. Of, of all time. Do you do you watch, yeah, do you watch all the social media fights? Um, I, I follow them, but usually it, like the social media presence, I don't usually pay for the pay-per-view yeah. to, to watch them and stuff like that. But I always look out and see who won. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then what's the one thing you, that you can't live without? Oh, geez. Um, probably the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, always, I'm always on doing something or another. <laughs> I like dog? to research a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm going to go sentimental and say my dog and make you look bad, Louie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Lucas? Yeah, I would say probably my wife and kid. Yeah. Okay. That would be definitely my main focus outside of work would be the family okay awesome. dang jody he topped you on that one yeah he did <laughs> <laughs> and then my last question uh who's the most famous person that you have on your phone oh oh 
What do you mean, like contact or picture of? You could do phone number. Yeah, contact because like you could just take a picture of of a random phone <laughs> someone number or someone that you, you talk right. to, whether it's what, however, but you communicated with them. I mean, celebrities not really. Um, um, I have the CEO, CFO, and the senior operating officer of uh, Outback Corporation on my phones. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, come back to me. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking through it right now to see if I can. The list is too to... long. She she had she can't yeah. tell. You see some you see someone and then you see someone that topped that person and then she's like oh there's another one that topped that. One. <laughs> Lucas. Well, I'm gonna say at the moment, Jeff Down. Yeah. Considering okay, he had like yeah. a massive cult following, and I just spoke to him like yesterday or the day before. That's awesome. That's really Brian Cranston's brother. Brian Cranston's brother. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of random phone numbers, and it's not that I ever even talked to the person. It's that I worked for an agency who like a talent agency that rep people. So like, I just had to have their info just in case, but I never used it or contacted them. Yeah. I just looked at my phone and it said David Harbor, but I don't have David Harbor's phone number. And I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that's about. I don't know if, oh, I probably met somebody drunk and they look like David Harbor. And then I saved it as David Harbor. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I do, I do weird stuff like that. Well guys, that was the uh, rapid question little segment. Um, before we hop into really getting into what the professor is, they do um, have a Indiegogo, and they are kind of seeking for, I guess, donations or anything that would help them out with the film. If you guys want to go into it real quick, give a little, what are you guys looking for, what you guys need, and um, whatever they, we'll put the link, <laughs> I we'll think... put the link to this Indiegogo. If you guys are watching on YouTube, it will be in the bio. But yeah, definitely go check it out and go ahead and explain it real quick. I'm going to pass this one on to Jody because she's the expert in this uh, area. I was going to pass it to Lucas. Look at us okay. passing, <laughs> passing the work on to somebody else. I mean, if you want me to explain, I'll explain. If you want to take it, you can take it. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Indiegogo is our fundraising campaign that we have online. We, or... Um, I have created merchandise. So we have mugs, we have t-shirts, we have hats. We um, created a movie poster, which all the cast will sign. And <clears throat> based off of your donation level or how much you donate, you would get one of those items. So you donate X amount of money and you would get a mug or a hat or a t-shirt. And then for the higher amounts of donations, we have credits on the film. So you could get a assistant producer credit or an, um, a producer credit or an executive producer credit would be the largest donation amount that we have listed on there. Also on the Indiegogo campaign webpage, you can get on there and you can read um, bios of myself and some of the other cast that's involved with the movie as well as you can get on there and read about um a small little plot subline of the movie and the director's statement and stuff like that that i created to kind of give a little visionary for people when they read about it to what the movie's going to be guys if you didn't hear what he said if you just, however much you guys can help out with, they have perks for doing it. You guys can, your name could be at the end of that short film. That is so cool. It could be at the beginning. It could be even in the beginning. Yep. The beginning. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, opening yeah. title credits. Just saying. Everyone has to watch the beginning of a film. Your name <laughs> could be there. It'll be right so there on the wall. Definitely, yep. definitely go check it out. That's really cool. I'm going to have to have my name on there, so... Um, that's awesome, but, um, let's get on into the professor. So Lucas, you are the director. Jody is acting in it and I think you're helping produce, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. And 
Um, Louis, you are producing it as well, right? Executive producer. Executive yes. producer. So yeah, guys, tell us a little bit about what it is, um, how you came up with it. Just let's hear, let's hear the story. All right. You want me to jump in here? Um, it was probably back around 2017. Actually, Louis had called me up and said that, hey, let's get together. Let's put together a little bit of um, money and get some film equipment and let's start just filming stuff and creating content. And we're actually at the moment in time thinking along the lines of more of like a web series or something like that. And so we did that and we got some stuff and then we were thinking about different ideas and kind of joggling it around. And actually I was out walking one day and came up with the end of the movie first. <laughs> I was actually like, it would be cool to like, for some reason, if a character ended up here and then I went back and created <clears throat> how the character got there. Okay. So the steps that the character had to move through that put him into this <clears throat> position and into this spot at the end of the movie. Interesting. Yeah, right, so yeah. kind of a little bit of, I think, of a different concept there and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool, though. I feel like that's a different way of, I guess, doing it because you kind of came up with what you wanted, like, the character, what you wanted the end result of the character to be at and then worked your way and then you kind of like went backwards and worked your way up to that point which yes. is kind of that's really cool i think that's interesting and i think uh, a, a few times bob john took different personalities until lucas was able to really hone in on the character um not only the character but the uh the concept of the film itself um for its uh, different type of colors and, and how can I explain, Lucas, how can like explain okay, I mean, I can explain it. Like I, I, I'll give a little rundown, you know, <clears throat> listeners out there so you guys can kind of get a generalization of the plot line. So the professor movie is about a small time community college professor. And he has been living for some time now with what is called FPP or fantasy prone personality disorder which is basically like an extreme over um, active imagination. And his is so extreme that he has been living in a fic, like a dream world, almost like a fairy tale where everything is uh, fake and everything's perfect and there are no problems. And then one morning when he wakes up over breakfast, he experiences the first small imperfection that he's experienced in a long time. And it's kind of what jogs him out of his situation. And then the movie kind of follows him as he goes from imperfection to imperfection to imperfection. And they grow larger as the movie goes on until the point of where he ends up at the end of the movie. And through, um, I'm hoping to be able to represent the character arc in the movie through colors and camera. And so as the movie progresses with each individual experience of something like an imperfection or a problem or something like that, the movie grows a little bit darker and a little bit darker and a little bit darker until it eventually winds up in a bar and the bar is completely dark. And one of the things like I'm trying to also put into the movie is not just one movie genre, but I'm kind of trying to mesh two together. So the first half of the movie is going to seem Art Nouveau. And then the second half of the movie is going to be like contemporary horror or like a lynchian type vibe right wow how challenging has that been to balance all those genres together um to be honest i personally it, it just kind of came to me so like as it came to me is 
it kind of just unfolded into that. So at first I didn't think, oh, I want to create a movie that has two different genres put into it. At first I was just sitting there and then I thought, you know what? It would be kind of cool as if when this happens, if the wall behind him got darker. So the paint's very bright, colorful, and then an imperfection happens and it grows a little darker. And then that kind of led me to think like, well, what if after every imperfection, it grew darker and grew darker and grew darker. And then it was like, and then once he gets to the bar, which also was in the script and the dar, the bar is actually going to be shot at um, the offbeat, a bar on York Street in Highland Park, California. Okay. That is my friend's bar and uh, Todd Connor. And the inside of the bar is already the exact way I'd want the bar to be. <laughs> like it, 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 there, there's no windows. And it's basically inside all black with a little bit of gold. And then all the lights are, are like red undertone. Yeah, and the red, the red is what I like about it because it, it kind of brings out that darkness, the black and the red. Yeah. That's awesome. So Yeah, so then once I was like, once it gets there, <clears throat> it's obviously not going to be a bright fairy tale movie anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, what if I kind of switch the style? Instead of it being like Art Nouveau, maybe I switch it to more of a horror type thing. Okay. So with like, like I said, with like a little bit of a Lynchian vibe in there. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, I like that. Um, for those of you that don't know, I went to school for film and I've always wanted to create a movie or some kind of short film or anything like that. I have some ideas, but I was wondering with you and any of you guys can answer this, but like when you come up with an idea, are you constantly still changing things up or yes. in your head you have what you want <clears throat> and that's what you're going with? Or in the moment, are you still kind of like, no, we can we can change that up and do this to make it better? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think that in all honesty, if you write something and you're creating it and you just sit there and say, it has to be like this, there is no change then you're going to miss out on something that could potentially be great. Because that's like one of the things too, when you're, when you're shooting the movie, especially when you're working with really great actors and actresses and stuff, they have the ability to improvise mm -hmm. and to be able to create something out of the character. Because, and essentially I would believe that the character is also part of them. Yeah. So if they take the character and make it their own and they're capable of improvising something that's going to be, you know, that could be great. And it could be something that I never envisioned or thought of. And because also a lot of times, you know, I'm thinking about every single aspect of the movie. I'm thinking about every single character and they're basically thinking about one character and they're living right. in that character's head. And so they become that character. And so I think you got to be open to change. Some yeah. of the best uh, scenes in uh, cinema have been improvised. Jody, Speaking how? along the amazing cast, you have wonderful Jody. You have Chelsea. Just tell me, how are you able to grab people's attention to this film? Like, what you, does the you, professor do did you that just draws all these about wonderful the movie? In? How good it's going to be? That's how. <laughs> it, well, I'll say this. So my brother, who's going to be acting in the movie, Jacob Banzer. Jacob. Yes. Um, <clears throat> he was part of a um, Zoom group that had been, they since the start of COVID, they'd been meeting together and like, I guess Jody would be able to explain what they did more than I could because I, I've only heard a little bit here and there. I wasn't a part of those, but they were, I believe it was formed by an actor named Clark Middleton, correct? Uh, so Clark Middleton was our my, a bunch of our acting teacher. Um, he passed away during the pandemic. Uh, we created a feature film uh, while that was happening called Bluefish. Um, it has some amazing actors in it as well. Um, and then Ewan Bremner, who 
uh, kind of took over, started teaching. And he was just like, keep this going any way you can, you know, keep it going. So me and Evo started a, a group where we got together on Fridays uh, or the day changed. And we would, we just asked around for actors. We're like, come, come join our group. We're just going to read scripts out loud. We're just going to read scripts out loud. Uh, we did it for two years, two years. We read scripts out loud and wow. I think hundreds of scripts. And one of them, because we were running out of options, <laughs> was the professor. Um, and we all read the professor. And I was like, I, I'm going to be honest here. I was like, oh, I have some some feedback. I, I'm thinking about this. And then I would be, and I was thinking about, it. I was like, actually, no, I wouldn't change it. And then I started thinking about something else. And I was like, actually, no, I wouldn't change that either. And I was like, I really like this short. <laughs> and the more I think about it, the more I like it. And then uh, Jacob was like, uh, well, my brother, you know, wrote it and, and kind of the way we read it was kind of the way he envisioned it being or the way we talked about it. And it kind of just sparked that excitement, you know, that excitement that people have in a project where you're just like, I, I wouldn't mind shooting this or making this work. So I don't remember how it happened, but somebody was like, why don't we try to shoot it? And then Jake was like, let me ask my brother. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Louie, you haven't really talked much. Um, how did you get involved in all this and like how how long have you been is this something you've been doing for a while is this something that's <clears throat> to you how do you kind well, of with so this all started with lucas with the professor you know and then and everyone started kind of like trickling in um but before that i was with a group called Bodger park entertainment and i was doing film with them um and i was doing film with some other other groups um, and basically in any way they would let, like, let me work, you know, holding a camera or mic or executive produce. Um, and, um, I did it for, I think my first gig with the Bodger Park group was like in 2007, eight, somewhere around there. Um, and I also, as a kid had, um, uh, a camera that I kind of lifted from my dad because he's never used it. And um, I started a VHS tape um, distribution where it was called Antelope Valley's Most Wanted. And we would run around. It was literally jackass before jackass. <laughs> and we would run around doing the most ridiculous stuff in the world. And we'd sell them for five bucks. Like <laughs> taking my stepmom's couch out. And I have the footage too. Taking my stepmom's couch out in the backyard and destroying it with sledgehammers. People would people actually bought it. People bought it. People oh, wow. People what's what's the craziest out. thing you did? Um, four by four derby, where we had four guys in the back of a four by four, uh, only holding on to whatever they could, and I would jump the truck on, uh, run, going around the desert at like 50, 60, 70 <laughs> miles an hour, oh and we almost lost many Thank goodness Vinny had, had fallen some bushes, but he fell right out of the truck during the jump. <laughs> Do you have that video? I, my, my, I think my um, my brother's ex-wife has a lot of that stuff. Oh, man. I got to see that. That's hilarious. I, have, I do have... Um, I fixed the couch, Mom. That one is the one where we take it out and destroy it with sledgehammers. <laughs> and then we drag it back in and wait for her to come back in. And we're like, look, we fixed the couch. Dang. And she kicked <laughs> so, you've been but everyone of, loved that one. so you've been kind of doing film and like at least wanting that's kind of been something that you've been into for a long time camera camera work i love handling a camera i love uh, taking pictures pictures i really really get into pictures um i'm into photoshop i'm not the greatest photoshop person but i'm pretty crafty i once turned one of my our friends into um a baby with his head on it and sat him on a bar top. <laughs> I actually have those pictures too. Um, I just anything that with involving a camera. I'm a very artistic person and I like to express myself visually. So um, if I can do it through um, recording something, um, filming something or um, taking a picture and just kind of uh, um, expressing what I'm feeling or 
what's in my head at the time. Okay. And you said that um, that Lucas reached out to you, right? What do you mean that? So um, we, Lucas and I met at Outback. Oh, okay. You met at the yeah. Outback. Okay, yeah. got it. And um, we've been hanging out for ages and ages and ages. Um, I've known his wife for 22 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, we got really close to the point where we're hanging out basically every day, going out for drinks every day, even if it was for <laughs> a drink, even if it was for a drink, they, like we would make it happen. And um, eventually we, I, I got, I had the idea. It was <clears throat> like, like you said, 2017, where I'm like working in a restaurant. I'm like, man, I'm tired of this. This is getting old. Lucas, let's start filming some stuff. I call him and I was like, let's just, let's just start buying a bunch of crap and let's just start filming stuff. I don't give, I don't give, I don't care what it is. Let's just put some stuff down. Let's get some content going. And we had a lot of ideas. We had a few different scripts. I threw down a few different scripts. Um, Lucas put down a few different scripts. Um, one of mine that I like, for, that I wrote, uh, it's a horror uh, suspense called Runners. Um, took me about six months to write. And uh, um, I put a lot of thought into it. And one day I actually want to produce it. Nice. So real quick, this is a personal question, not a personal question for you, but something I want to know about because I've tried to sit down and write a script and it is, it's not fun. Um, hmm. And I have no clue, like, how are you, how do you know, you know, you said it took you six months. How do you know months before, if not like years before, that person's going to say this at this time and this person's going to respond this way. I just feel like for me, at least whenever I try to do a short film or something, I just do it on the spot. Like, I just feel like I'm like, Hey, why don't we just do this? You act this way. <laughs> I think script writers are so talented. The fact that they can do all that without actually like seeing it is crazy. You, you, you know, question. I actually, I actually do see it. I do see it when I'm typing. I'm seeing it. Okay. I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm very visual when it comes to typing and reading. Um, um, I, I did see when I was writing uh, runners. I did see the bank robbery. I did see, you know, the, the high school and down and 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 um, the the, the ghosts, you know, t torturing him. Um, I, I it basically was flowing through me. I don't remember looking at a single key on my keyboard, ever. <laughs> Oh, it was, wow. it's basically it was just pouring out of me and I would stop at times because um, I didn't want to overwrite it in one sitting. I wanted to think about the characters. I wanted to think about the bridge, how to bring it together and tie it all at the end and give you the oh shit moment at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I would just stop because I keep writing, 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 but um, it wouldn't give me that wow factor that I wanted to give the script. So I'd put it down and be like, okay, I, I like what I got. I'm gonna leave it there. And then I'd be just about, you know, running around town doing stuff and I'll see something or something will just come to me and I'll be like, oh my God, that'll be great. And I'll grab my phone, I'll stop, I'll find, I'll find a restaurant, I'll sit down, put on my headphones and just start writing it out. Just an idea of what happens next or how I could tie this last paragraph or this last uh, situation with this next situation. And so basically that, I let it come out naturally on its own for six months. Wow. Can you possibly add to that, Lucas? Um, well, with me, when I'm writing a script, I can go a while without really any idea. And then almost immediately when you come up with an idea, it just kind of flows. And then within a few hours, you, I could have the whole storyline based up <clears throat> and written out. But even like with the movie The Professor, when I originally wrote it, it was only like three to four minutes long. It was only about four pages. And then when Jody and Evo and Jacob were all interested, they asked, or, you know, obviously let's make it into a short film. So you have to expand the movie. And so at that point, then you go back in and you add characters and then you add lines and then you add scenes and then you continue to develop the script from that point on. And you just, I guess, 
when you're making the movie or whatever, especially when you're writing the scripts, you just, or at least me, I think about it all day, every day. And so you're just literally thinking that, sitting there thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, another idea will pop into your head and it'd be like, you know what? It'd be funny. If this happened, you know what? It'd be funny if there was an animatronic bird at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> okay. And then you, you guys, you guys spend are gonna love the several bird. months building a bird. <laughs> nice. nice. No, I just think it's crazy how you guys can do that. I think script writing is an art that obviously not everybody can do. Um, Definitely. But Jody, I got a good question for you. What's up? My dream job out of everything in the world is to be an actor. Yeah. Okay? Too bad you're 5'2 and it won't happen. I'm not 5'2. <laughs> I'm not 5'1. Is it Tom Cruise 5'2? Hold on, hold on. I'm 5'1. I might be five foot now. I'm yeah. getting smaller. He, he needs platform shoes when he <laughs> does commercials. Hey, there's a lot of short actors. That. That's, yeah. DeVito, Even if I was 5'2, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> I think but, he's just um, trying to like, yeah. What is every, it called every, when guys guys tease each other? Yeah, it's fine. I'm taller than him, anyways. But um, you, you wish you were taller than me. But um, go ahead, so ask your, ask your important yeah. question, Jordan. Go for it. My dream job is to be an actor. I've uh, yeah. haven't really, I guess, taken it crazy seriously. I've been getting trying to get some background work and done, and just kind of trying to get my feel for it. But like, how how'd you start? And how did you get to where you're at now? And like, what are some tips or like, I mean, I know a lot of people that want to be actors and like, yeah. what do you recommend for people that are trying that's, to start out? That's the thing is a lot of people want to be actors. It's a very uh, glamorous looking career, but it's not glamorous at all. I have been doing it professionally almost 12 years now. I started young um, not child actor, but like I started studying in middle school and, and went to theater school and I studied, I got my BFA in theater wow. and yeah, I mean, it's been my life and acting is not for the faint of heart. Um, but also I say that and then there are people who just kind of fall into it. So <laughs> my experience has been, is not for the faint of heart. I feel like you have to really drop your ego. You have to really, um, Kind of like what Lucas was saying about, you know, what we're all doing as artists, it's collaborative. It's a collaborative art form. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me, right? But a lot of actors come in and that's what they think it's about, you know? They think it's about them. I mean, that's that's not a fair, general. that's a generalization, but I'm saying that that's what I think a lot of people in their mind when they're thinking of acting is like, oh, the focus is gonna be on me. And right, right. you bring your, of course, you bring your approach and you bring your point of view and you bring your work and you bring all the stuff that you do, but it's a collaborative artwork. So what Lucas is envisioning as the director and as the writer, I got to work with him too, you know? I mean, that's the thing about acting is it's about teamwork and like working together and just kind of dropping your ego and doing what's best for the storyline sometimes. And I'm not saying that you don't bring in choices and bring in your art and your stuff as well, but I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned. So Lucas, I believe, mentioned earlier about improv, how actors and actresses can like, that's what helps, I guess, make everything easier. Like they can improv. How is your improv? Uh, well, I graduated Academy UCB, so you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I, I did a commercial like two months ago, and when I got there, he was like, we'll, we'll tell you everything once you get in, um, in the cars for a dealership. And then he was like, how do you feel about improv in it? And I was like, I guess, like, if that's what you want me to do. <laughs> in the moment, I was like scared. I was like, dude, I've never done like actual improv. I've done it in drama class and stuff, but I've never done it like this. And then uh, ended up going really good. But it's like, I feel like since I it's new to me, it's kind of scary because you don't want to like not look good, but at the same time, if, if you just, I guess like for me, I was just doing kind of, he gave me a little plot or kind of storyline. I did it. It was great. But in my mind, I was like, oh, that was bad. So like, do you feel like <laughs> that 
when you improv, oh yeah you gotta get nervous or do you are you comfortable with- oh yeah it's like <laughs> it's like you're agreeing to fall on your face in front of everybody for me like <laughs> I'm like okay so now this is the moment where I just like embarrass myself let's well, go like have if, fun if you go off a script and it turns out bad then that's like the script people like the script writer director all them that's kind of like you're like well that was right here but when it's improv and it's on you like if it doesn't look good then you're kind of like okay, that was my <laughs> fault but um I think I uh, a story about collaboration I just watched an interview not too long ago and she she was talking about Brian Cranston earlier which for some reason made me think of this but he was in an interview and if you remember back in the day he was on Seinfeld mm-hmm. and he was Jerry's dentist I love that scene and he said he was sitting there on the couch and he was the only person on the set. And all of a sudden he heard some, and they were in like a break and he heard someone go, Hey, Hey. And he was looked up and it was a grip, like a lower level grip, just standing on a ladder above him. And he goes, I think it would be hilarious if when you're going to take that mask of nitrous oxide and put it on Jerry's face is if you just took it and you took a hit off it first, then put it on his face. (laughs) (laughs) And so then when they came in to shoot the scene, um, that's what he did. And he said it was like an instant hilarity thing where every single person on set lost it and Every single person thought it was hysterical. And the director was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And they're like, how'd you come up with it? And he's like, that guy on the ladder. (laughs) (laughs) Question for you, because has that happened? Like something where an actor or someone did something and you're like, whoa, like that was actually really good or that was better than I was that's perfect. That's what we're going to do when it wasn't something that you had planned. Um, I mean, to like, to an extent, like a lot of, in all honesty, a lot of my work has not really been like in the directing position. So like a lot of my work um, came from art department actually. And stuff like that, which I mean, there's people all the time that would, you know, create different things and stuff like that. And I mean, that was one of the things when I was on set, like I said, I wasn't directing or anything like that, but I was on set and I was working on a small short film called Smile Man. And at the beginning of the short film, like the it, the lead actor was Willem Dafoe. And so they like were thinking about how to reveal the smile or what else, you know, when he first goes and does it because basically the guy was in a car accident and his face was stuck in a smile position and he so he could never stop smiling and Willem Dafoe kind of came up with that like on the spot with like what he did and so that was something that everybody was just like oh my god that's amazing nice um no, I think the whole film industry, whether you're behind the scenes in front of the camera, it's so hard. I feel this is just personal opinion to get started into it. Um, it's one of those things. I like I said, I went to school for it. I tried, and it's one of those things where I kind of just feel like you not necessarily need to know people, but like, I just how do you get to how do you get like locked in in there? Cause like, I feel like, I don't know how to explain it, but once you're in, I feel like you're in, I could be wrong, but like, um, to an extent, like you, you also like, sometimes you can get onto work for a while. And then when you get on work for a while, then you don't work with these other people for a bit. And then they go on and do something different. And then you guys are working together and then you don't talk to them for maybe a year or two. And then when you get back to that person, like that person's doing something entirely different than you guys are doing when you did it before and stuff like that. Like one of the things with me was actually the guy who's going to be camera operating and DPing my movie, Austin. This was years ago, probably over 10 years ago. Um, 
he called me up and said, hey, would you like to come on board and help camera operate a reality TV series for a high school football team? I was like, sure. And it was the middle of summer. So me, him and someone else, we want to Servite High School and we shot their football camp over the summer. And then after that was done and that was over with, it was like a five, six day job. The director from that movie or that show from the pilot called me and said, hey, my husband works for America's Got Talent. And they need someone to someone that was part of the art department. He's part of the art department. Um, just quit. You did a really good job when you were on set. I was wanting to know, like, they need to find a replacement if you'd be interested in going to America's Got Talent and working with my husband. Wow. So, of course, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And then with that guy, I ended up, that's, I ended up getting on to America's Got Talent and then I'm transferred over to X Factor. And then in the off season there, we did um, the three short films with Willem Dafoe. And then I was actually like one of my biggest positions in that was um, the Robot Combat League that was the TV series on the Sci-Fi channel. That's they so asked cool. me if I would come on board and build a, a ramp that would be like four inches high because these robots were like eight feet tall and they needed a way to get the robots into the cage to fight each other into the arena. And there was like a four inch lip that they had to get over. So we built the ramp into um, the arena. And then like, I probably say five days later, the person that was on the art directing position went to a different TV show for a higher job, like a higher job or more money or something like that. And so they needed another art director. So they called me and said, Hey, would you be interested in coming on and being the art director? Wow. So I went in and, and ran the art department for like probably the last, I'd say eight weeks of the show. So for good, you're staying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but also, it's just like you never know when the job's going to come from either. I mean, so a lot of times, like one job leads to another job, which leads to another job, and you have no idea who on set's going to call you or what they're going to call you for. But the jobs always tend to lead from job to job to job. Has that and been scary each at job times? Creates new ones. <clears throat> what was that? Has that been each scary at times where you kind of don't know? I mean, it sounds like like you've been really good at your job, so you didn't have to worry too much. But have you ever kind of felt nervous? Like, oh, I'm probably not going to get another call back for a while. Like, should I do something else in the meantime? Yeah, and that's like for a while, you know, waiting tables and different stuff like that. You know, and so you have kind of like a side job that you can flip in between. But also that's like I was talking to some actors and stuff like that. And that's what they said was hard about keeping a job. Because you never know when you're going to get your call. And if this job is, say, you know, working you five days a week and you get the phone call, I mean, I'm sure Jody could explain that situation a lot better from like the actor standpoint. But that's what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah that's actually a good question. What what jobs were you guys kind of working? And then when did you receive that call? Like, where were you at in life? uh oh boy um I've worked so many jobs <laughs> because you are kind of like hustling in between um I've never lost a job for an acting job but I've definitely booked jobs while I'm on jobs like I was working at a coffee shop two years ago and I booked um a movie with Tina Fey and John Hamm and it's a one scene but I was like yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming into the coffee shop so I can do the scene with Tina Fey and John Hamm. Of course so I do. Am. You have like, a line? Do you have a line in there? Yes, I think I have 
maybe two. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's what it's like. I mean, I, I've been watching Barry and I feel like that show just does such a great job. Of really oh, I love Barry. Of, yeah. And I feel like they do such an excellent job of kind of like encapturing the actor's experience. And, you know, when she goes to see her reel and like you think it's going to be this big reveal that she's the lead female prosecutor and then she's the girl behind being like you have your meeting at 3 p.m like <laughs> we all do that you know yeah. that's what i mean by uh I like when by, I, I went to go yeah. do the hallmark movie um i didn't have any lines nothing i was in it for about a second and a half yeah um, and, <laughs> but like in the moment i'm like i'm gonna be all over this place like because they do so many takes you're on you know you're mm-hmm. in front I was like, I'm going to be on this for a good couple minutes. Like, it's going to be sweet. And then I watched it and I was in it for like a second. And I was like, that should, it's crazy that's, how they do that. That's an excellent point. Like, even like I just said, I did this movie with Tina Fey and John Hamm. There's no guarantee I'm going to make the final cut. There's no guarantee I'll be in it. And I have no wow. idea and I won't know until I see it. And it's like, we're just constantly going through trial after trial after trial. Like we get, we have to get the audition and then we have to get the call back. And then we have to book the casting director and then we have to book the producer and then we have to also book off of the like you know the 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 people who are doing it like showtime or hbo whatever show it is like you go through so many rounds and then if you're lucky and you still get a shoot date and you go and you shoot and then you do your shoot and then it's like then do I make the final cut? Am I actually in the final edit? And then if you are in the final edit, it, you still get people who are like, that's it? That's all you, that's all you did? <laughs> and it's and then, like, yeah. And then you just slap them in the face. That's how I felt. No, you, you just smile painfully and you go, yes, this was very exciting to me, actually. I worked really hard for this. Well, I have, I have a couple more questions for you real quick. Um, one, with these top end actors and this can kind of be for any of you with like you know the rock kevin hart all these people that everyone knows is it easy for them to get a film like do they come to them or is it still the same process for them as it is for majority of other people i'm not going to pretend to know what their experience is i don't know i I wish i wish i knew i just feel like yeah people would come to them and be like hey can we do this when you get to a certain level of celebrity you you stop auditioning so I've heard and you get more offers right so you're offer only like people know if you're like an a-lister you know you don't have to necessarily audition I say that but that's not always necessarily true there's plenty of a-list actors who are still auditioning to be a part of films so I think it's going to be you know each experience it's going to be situational for that yeah have you done any plays like plays theater instead of just film yeah, I wish I could do theater again. <laughs> yeah. Would you, yeah. you like that better than film? Would you like film better than that? I like film more, but I do have a special place in my heart for theater and I would love to go back to it. I have, I've been actually looking at theater auditions recently because I haven't done theater since college, which was a while ago. So now I'm like, but even if I go back to theater, it's a lot of it's musical theater and I can't sing. <laughs> or it's Shakespeare, and that's kind of what my brother does. He's the Shakespeare actor. I don't actually, I don't do great Shakespeare. So it's like, I have to be really lucky to find that one, like, how I learned to drive or had a gabbler, like that one play where I can actually, like, you know, yeah. and not that many theaters are doing, you know, not always doing those. So feel like theater, this is just my opinion, is harder than it is on film. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, because film, you can obviously be like, let's just do that again. In oh, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. dude. I think so. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say yes. one take. Yeah. Can you imagine messing <laughs> yeah. up in front of all those people? Oh my goodness! But the thing is, I feel like the people <clears throat> that do theater would be like, I can't be in front of a camera. Like, I I just don't know how to be in front of a camera. But then the people that are in front of the camera, like, I don't know how I'd be able. Not everybody, but like me personally, I don't mind being in front of a camera. I love it. But to be in front of a thousand people or whatever and know that if I mess up. <laughs> everyone's gonna just know compared to like i could mess up 50 times and nobody will ever know on camera i just feel like theater would be scary theater can be scary i've i actually love hearing about theater stories where something went wrong <laughs> i love it it's like one of those sick like things like enjoyments that i get out of like people's like 
embarrassing moments um because I think it just makes you feel like seen you feel like a community because it's like we've all been there you know we've all been in those moments where the curtain didn't rise when it was supposed to or the (laughs) you know the wig wasn't on the table when it was supposed to be on the table and so I went out there with the wrong hair or whatever I mean there's better stories than that I'm just (laughs) I'm just pulling (laughs) stuff out of my butt right now but yeah I think uh I think that stuff's fun like I I watched uh the producers live in uh the Pantages theater when I was in high school and it was like Martin Short and Jason Alexander and the 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 jail that was supposed to go up got stuck and (laughs) watch to watch Jason Alexander improv after that. And he was just like, oh man, cause he was supposed to be in jail. He's like, I guess that could have been my getaway. <laughs> like, <laughs> just to watch him improv off of that. And there's kind of something beautiful, I guess what I'm trying to say about theater, like mishaps, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think there's the pros and cons of theater and pros and cons of film. But um, no, I just think that, I mean, I'm excited to watch this film. Um, you guys have anything else you guys want to say about it or anything like that? Well, um, one other thing I'm going to say is recently I have made a contact and to the industry, like through somebody and he has actually brought on board um, like a whole crew of stunt people. Oh, that's wow. awesome. So, yeah, now there's going to be, like, a very big, like, because there's a couple small little fight scenes in the movie. So Uh there's going to be, now it's going to be very professional and, not that it wasn't going to be before or anything like that, but from, like, a high level. Like, the guys who are doing it are from the DC universe. Oh, wow. Yeah, the guy who the contact that I've made is a friend of mine now is um, was one of the higher up people on the all the DC movies. Dang, that's, so, that's wild. So that's going to help elevate those scenes within the movie and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's pretty exciting, you know? Yeah. Very exciting. Definitely. Louis Jody, Jackson. can you tell us a little bit about your character that you're playing? Is that possible? Will they let you? I think so, right? Yeah, that's we, fine. We kind of create. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm playing one of the bartenders at okay. the David Lynchian bar that's going to be full of um, wacky characters. And I'm going to be a pregnant bartender who is the alter ego of the other pregnant bartender. <laughs> So have fun figuring that out. <laughs> oh, say, I would just need to watch that. This. That sounds yeah. that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a very hyper stylized film. We're giving a lot of nods to like cinematic history. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff, and, and like Lucas said, we've been very lucky that people read the script and they're excited and they just want to be a part of it. That doesn't happen a lot of the times in my experience yeah. with indie films. Like this is this is actually kind of exciting and fun and rare that like we're getting people who have legit really cool amazing experience and credits and they're just excited to be a part of it and it feels really good um to be a part of something like that I think yeah because I mean I now the guy who's going to be setting up stunt work and stuff like that um I believe he's the same guy on Cobra Kai (laughs) yeah I believe he was the same guy on uh jungle cruise wow um i and like i said i know for a fact he was on dc movies that's awesome that's cool um louis you got anything um two things i'm wearing the shirt oh i'm wearing the shirt right now mart that's a smart man right there there we go oh dang (laughs) this is um the what's the school moose moose county uh, community college yeah that's the, the logo and right now i am actually in crispin's office yeah <laughs> i am literally right now let me set this up see if i can turn this around 
in his and, office and it's still not completely finished or set up. It's a little bit barely. Um, we got to do the colors. We got to do the colors. I already started um, soundproofing the room. Um, so this is where one of the scenes is going to happen. You mentioned the name. Can you say that name again? Crispin. Can you tell us a little bit about Crispin? Uh, Lucas, why don't you tell us about uh, the character? That's, okay. uh, that's Crispin a, is going to be played by my brother Jacob. <laughs> and he is going to be the headmaster at the community college. <laughs> and the community college that the lead character works at, because like I said, he's a college professor at a small-time community college, is actually called the Moose County Community College. And the logo for the school is the logo that Louis just showed us on his shirt. And I would like to say that also a friend of mine who is one of the most talented, if not the most talented, like artist I have ever known. His name is Nathan Palm. And he is a huge character creator in the whole industry. He's worked for Comedy Central. I mean, he, you could look him up on IMDb. The guy has got a massive list um, of like high credited projects that he's created characters for and stuff like that. Uh, he actually created that logo for us. Nice. Yeah. Like, I, <clears throat> he's been on like some of the stuff that Mike Judge has done. He did Trip Tank on Comedy Central. Um, he called, did something, I believe it was on Encore or something like that. It was called like Tales from uh, the Tour Bus, where they took old artists and that used to ride around the tour bus and kind of got their stories. And then they turned them into animated characters and then told the story from their tour bus through animation. Wow. But like I said, that was really cool that he was capable of coming on and creating that logo that yeah. Louie has on his shirt. No, that's awesome. That is cool. We need to come up with a logo. I know for reals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I um, I think I'm gonna close it out with this. Um, this was the pre-production side of like kind of what everything we talked about was pre-production. When they are done filming and wrap things up we will come have to them. us crying and there's no film no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no we're gonna we're gonna have them back on for post-production um so we can talk about how the filming went you know what their favorite parts are all kinds of stuff that'll that'll be a fun one too and then after that we're gonna have them on again once the film does drop and kind of just get you know kind of I just want to know how everything goes yeah we're gonna have so many questions yeah, so this was honestly like the, I know it sound it was a lot and we talked about it a lot, but this I feel like was gonna was the least amount that we were gonna have to talk about because once the filming goes, there's gonna be so many questions, and then once you guys do drop the film, there's gonna be more <laughs> questions. And it's, uh, uh, but yeah, if you guys if you guys did listen all the way till here, you guys are the best. Make sure you guys go check out their Indiegogo. They got perks, you know, things that you guys can get to help them out. Go and, get a hat. Go get yeah. a mug or a coffee mug. Yeah, they're really good looking hats. Look at yeah. that. Look they at hydrated. Shirt. Look at that shirt. Stay yeah, moose county shirt. shirt. Yeah, look at the yeah. moose. Come on. Yeah, and there's there's a couple others as well, like a couple other little perks that you guys can get, which would be cool too. So, um, go check that out. But no, we really enjoyed having you guys on here. That was fun. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you thank for you having guys. us. A lot of fun. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. else thank that you so guys need to plug in? The floor is yours. Take take all the time. Um, I mean, I just want to say thanks to you guys for having us on. It's, you know, a true honor, you know, um, had a great time and uh, it's a great opportunity to get our, you know, our stuff out there, you know, and, and get some exposure and, uh, you know, thanks for that opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And I also want to say for anybody who has donated to the movie mm -hmm. on the Indiegogo, yeah. thank you so much for contributing. Big and yeah. and we held a fundraiser at a bar at yeah. <laughs> Burbank um, last week. I had the best time ever. And yeah, Lou <laughs> was so happy. Thank you to everybody who came out for that. And yeah. I will also say that we will be having another fundraiser in the month of April, 
-hmm. and it's going to be at the bar we're shooting at the offbeat a bar on york street in highland park so we're going to announce the date for that later so stay tuned for that and once again thank you guys for having us and thank you for everybody for watching and listening Sweet. Yeah, so another bar trip in April. I love it. Let's yeah. go. I'll have to go to this one this time. I had to work. I couldn't, Trust couldn't get me, out. <laughs> I was going to say, for all you California people out there, because um, I know a lot of my viewers are from California because that's where I'm from. Go check it out. I mean, for reals, go check it out. And I may have to fly out there and go check this out. But um, Isaiah, do your thing. And Thanks so much. For listening, guys, you guys are awesome. Jody, Louie, Lucas, Thank amazing you. people. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Love you too. Thank you. Love you Thank too, you.